1: What is up, Atlanta, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jake Swartz, and today, guys, I'm really excited about our guest. He has a wealth of knowledge, a super unique background that goes from buying a house at the age of 18 while he was uh, walking on as a a collegiate athlete in wrestling, um, all the way to owning one of the more successful gyms in the Atlanta area today with five different locations. Um, He is the founder and owner of X3 Sports. Um, guys, a wealth of knowledge, super excited to have him on. So without further ado, uh, Mike Latrell, how you doing, my man?
2: Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mike, so I kind of alluded to it. You have, we were talking a little bit before this show got going, and you have one of the most, one of the more unique backgrounds that I've heard in a while. So uh, if you don't mind, kind of dive into like, I mean, to go from uh, walking on, I mean, you're from Iowa, you said, correct?
2: that's correct yeah
1: yeah so to go from uh, iowa down to georgia to walk on a wrestling as a d1 university but then also working at delta and buying a house at the age of 18 which i would have had i i was just trying to figure out how to buy shoes at when i was on my own when i was 18 man let alone a house so um how did that kind of transpire and give you the uh inspiration for starting multiple gyms and, and landing on x3 sports right now
2: yeah absolutely well you know i think uh obviously there's there's a lot of things that that kind of lead us in directions but uh So I also grew, I have a big family, so I have lots of brothers and sisters. Um, uh, Totally, I'm one of seven other brothers and sisters. Wow. Um, Five of us grew up together in the household, and two of them were a little bit younger, so they were kind of growing up as I'd already moved on. But um, Mm -hmm. so I had moved to Atlanta to go to school here and went to Georgia State, and uh, one of the main reasons I picked that was because they did have a wrestling program. So I had ambition of wrestling in college and kind of going further, um, and then you know, in that summer leading into it, I started working at Delta, and I was trying to you know make sure I made money to pay for school, and um, yeah, and uh, you know, I, I was it was kind of my first time being on my own, and, and I just never had this idea I, for to me renting an apartment felt like I I was wasting money because I was like, man, it's so expensive. <laughs> And I, took, I could go through that whole story, but uh, I think I was just ignorant enough to the fact that I said, why shouldn't I just try to buy this house that I'm renting right now? Uh, yeah. And and the bank actually gave me a loan and because I guess, because I worked for Delta, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it wasn't a very expensive house at the time. I think it was like a thousand sure. dollars home, but to me, it was like my Taj Mahal. Yeah, um, man. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of like my, and, and sort of that was sort of my 4A, which probably helped me pick my major because I ended up majoring in real estate because I yeah. was really just fascinated with the process. And, you know, I wanted to do something that I felt would, would help me, you know, economically have, make a good, good living because, you know, growing up with a big family, we didn't have a whole lot and we didn't have sure. much uh, in the way of economics and money. Uh, yeah. And so, I, I just always wanted to kind of create a better life. And more importantly, the more I had, the more I could help more people, the more I could just come up and do and, and, and help those around me.
1: For sure. Yeah. And then, so then, all right, so that's awesome. And then, and I agree, I, and we'll dive into that here in a second, because that is that last thing that you said there in terms of being able to, the the more um, profitable, I guess you can say a company has, or the more money kind of the company can make, the more opportunities you have to help other people. And that's a tough message uh, for a lot of people to um not necessarily hear but understand in the fitness industry because people get into the fitness because they want to help people people i mean yeah. and uh it's a tough tough thing to kind of wrap your mind around sometimes but um we'll, i digress from that we'll get into that here in a second but then to go from uh so then you go from owning a house working at to delta all that fun stuff in college to um correct me did you did you then started fighting professionally correct
2: yeah, so, so it kind of tra- – okay, so then after – so as college was going along, I realized, you know, I, I had to really decide where my time went. So as I was getting closer to graduating, I, I really – I used to go to the gym pretty regularly, lift weights. But mm-hmm. uh, like a lot of people, when you start to when, – when I was no longer going to be competing in wrestling – the decision to go to the gym was was so one of that I had to really understand why I was still going because I didn't yeah. have a purpose at least in my mind uh, other than <laughs> right. other than vanity and maybe wanting to look good at the pool you know uh, uh you know a 19 20 21 year old you you really uh for the most part as long as you've been eating healthy you, you don't even realize what out of shape is yet because uh, you're still young <laughs> <laughs> that's, true.
0: that's true yeah yeah
2: so um but I had that competitive spirit and with my wrestling background and of course I played all the intramural sports and I was got into leagues and I was always trying to find things to stay active because to me, those were uh, fun things to do. It, it wasn't like, you know, just, Oh, I need to go to the gym. It was, i always grew up playing sports, football, baseball, wrestling. Um, you know, if, if there was an opportunity to play and even if I wasn't good at it, I would still do it because I, what was the alternative to go home and my parents didn't let me watch tv or play video games so <laughs> I better find something new, or, or my dad would put me to work one way shape or form so I was like let me uh, always be in a sport <laughs> for sure for sure you know um, yeah. so yeah that, that kind of trans so one day I walked into a boxing gym because I thought well, that would be fun to learn you know yeah. and a uh, uh, little quick story on that I, I walk into this gym and it's it's no longer there but it was right in downtown Atlanta it was a uh, uh, the, I think it was called the Art of Boxing or Biggs Morrison way back in the day um, and it was one of those type places where this is before you had any real uh, any type of boutique boxing or kickboxing training centers uh, so it was straight out of like hardcore fighter gym you know like <laughs> yeah like dudes that were trying to to, to make a career at this and here I come strolling in thinking this might be kind of fun. And uh, (laughs) proceeded to kind of like go through a little bit of the workouts. There wasn't a lot of structure. And so, long story short, I I was there and a guy kind of saw me kind of toying around and trying to figure some things out. So, he started helping me. And about two or three weeks into it, uh, he's like, hey, um, this guy over here wants to spar. Do you want to get in there and do some work with him? Now, Mm -hmm. I had no concept of what the word spar meant. I thought like spar is like working out together. You know, wrestling, you drill, you do something. So we get in there, and uh, first bell rings, we go around, and um, he proceeds to just just unload on me, like at least what I thought was unloading on me, <laughs> and uh, you know, and I was just helpless to that fact, and I think I ended up double leg taking him down and to the ground, and the guy looked at me, he's like, "What are you doing?" and I was like, "I have no idea. <laughs> All I know is I'm getting my butt kicked, and I don't know what to do to stop it." Right. Um, so. Unlike no any kind of normal, normal, sane human being, um, after taking my butt kicking that day, I went home and literally thought, "Oh my god, that was the worst thing ever." Yeah. Got there first thing early the next day and asked to spar again, and then continued yeah. to come back a week, a day after day, proceeding to get my butt kicked pretty regularly. Sure. Um, but uh, but I guess again, my mind was I I need to, I want to learn, and and there was a there was a goal beyond that, and. Uh, Come to find out later, the guy ended up becoming a, uh, a was a cruiserweight champion in the uh, IBF. So in all fairness, I did get my my butt kicked by a a world, eventual world champion. Uh, No shame in that, man. I had done nothing. I wasn't even an amateur, let alone, uh, you know. (laughs) And you're in
1: there just like trying to take him down to the ground and and, uh, a potential world champion down to the ground. He's like, dude. Get
2: off me! Yeah, he's like, "This is boxing. What are you doing?" And I was like, oh, right. "I'm getting my." I go, "This isn't," because I was like sparring. You you just punched me, and he goes, "Yeah, that's what we're doing here." And uh,
1: The boxing gym, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I got punched in
2: the face. That hurt. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. The-, the punches in sparring aren't exactly soft. <laughs> um, right. So you know that was, but it was such an amazing experience because luckily my my competitive you know sport nature with wrestling especially right learning how to. Mm-hmm realize that it's all on you you know you either are going to win or you're going to lose but there's nobody else to point to regardless of what happens right and combat sports is the very same thing and but it also kind of taught me how a lot of people you know walk into something and they're just out of their depth and if if they didn't have that you know that background or or that ability to say I want to keep figuring this out it it would turn a lot of people off yeah Um, so I thought you know this this is a great you know the physical benefits are outstanding the problem is is it it's not in a way that's going to be very inviting to you know, any beginner for sure. Um, mm. Most people, you know, if you're a professional, you don't want to go in there and get punched in the face. <laughs> right. Maybe later you do, but at, sure. at the very beginning, you just kind of want to get the full experience without you know, the pain of, of going of what a lot of these pro fighters go through. And yeah. I thought if somebody could just make this more uh, inviting and more accessible to the beginners, I think a lot more people would actually move into this as a fitness um routine and and something that they would explore beyond, oh, I got to go into the gym and lifting weights and getting on the, the newest piece of cardio equipment.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, Let's go spend 40 minutes on the treadmill while I talk to my trainer kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. you know, that was that was probably planting those seeds of, man, if somebody could just do this in a way that would, would invite, you know, that the the housewife or the professional or the or men women alike you know and you know yeah you know, I've, I've got uh, three sisters and you know I, I believe every every woman should know how to throw a punch because uh, yeah. my sisters we, we we were they were they were probably rougher on us than my brothers were so um, you know we <laughs> oh, had to fight
1: <laughs> for sure quick story on that my uh um my my wife loves to tell people this story uh I there was I was in I was in undergrad in college and uh, at a burrito stand after drink after a night of drinking and all of a sudden this like <laughs> fight broke out right and like I kind of like uh, it was like a, a tumbleweed of people coming out of this like door where this burrito stand was and I kind of get pushed off to the side and and I'm like whoa and I look over and I see this girl in the middle of it and I, so I go like running up and try to like push her out not push her but like kind of like get her out of the way of the fight and uh, just thinking that somehow she got mixed up in it uh-huh. and this chick turns around and gives me like a three combo just like, <laughs> and like stunned me like right in my face and then all this and like uh come to find out later she was the one that actually like i guess like started everything and but like um but yeah i got essentially like uh and, and, but then i like you know kind of like grab onto her i was like what are you doing but then a guy saw me like put my hands like essentially on her shoulders and was like and so he thought i was trying to beat her up and then i get tapped from <laughs> it just turned into like this big mess and essentially right. like uh, the, the moral of the story is i got my butt handed to me by a girl who uh <laughs> legitimately just like stunned me by three quick punches to my face before i even like knew how to blink. So, I'm sure she yeah. had some training in there.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you know, what's yeah. crazy is uh, we've got a lot of, a lot of women who train. In fact, so people would be shocked probably when they hear like how our demographic breakdown is. is We're actually about 55% of our clients are women. Uh, yeah. A lot of people Dang. seem to think that we were like an MMA gym where it seems to be like these just, you know, tough guy fighters, but uh, it's actually a lot more women. And I can, I can tell women are uh, have been more uh, inclined to come to something that was class-based, uh, because, yeah. um, it, I think it's been more acceptable. Whereas men, there's te- typically in the past, there's been sort of this ego of, Oh, I should know what to do in the gym. So I, I don't need yeah. a coach. I don't need a trainer. I don't need this. I don't need that. And, you know, when we started changing the, the, the narrative of that and saying, look, this is like coming to practice, this is, this is being a mm-hmm. part of a team. And, you know, I, heck I'm, 43 now, uh, I've done this for a lot of years and I still have a trainer and a coach that I go see every day because I need my butt kicked every once in a while. I need uh, that motivation yeah. and I need that accountability even though I know what to do. Uh, for sure. You know, heck, even the best best in the world have coaches, you know, Michael Jordan, <laughs> Tiger Woods. I mean, they, they still had coaches. So uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, why, why, oh why do I keep one, you know?
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. As soon as you stop like uh, trying to learn or to grow or, or have a coach or just um, just from the accountability standpoint alone, man, like that is enough to, that makes that like, coaching super warranted. And as soon as you feel like you're, um, too good for any of that, it's, it's yeah. when you're going to fall behind and, and that, yeah, you're right. There's, there's definitely like this old school, like uh, lone wolf type of mentality in the gym of like, yeah. oh, I know what I'm doing. I don't need any help, but it's just simply not true. But, right. uh, right. um, but yeah, I love that mindset of like, think about it as a team. I think that that's, uh, it's, it's, Totally accurate and spot on. And totally is a team, and and when you have a class base, it's um, a lot more accountability—not just from the coaches, but the other people there. You know, um, I was talking to this—I um, was talking to a patient of mine today, and he works out over in uh, Decatur at a, at a CrossFit gym, and okay. they—and uh, one of Hughes told me about how. Um, he noticed that one of the people hadn't been there in a few weeks and uh, she yeah. had COVID, which is why she wasn't there. But, right. um, you know, to have like other members and he said, he reached out to her. And then you know, that's how he found out she had COVID and then like, you know, like wished her well and everything and that she came back a couple of weeks ago and, um, is doing really well, but just to be able to have that, um, that network of people that care about you more so than just, uh, um, just being able to come in and get a get a training session in, and that and the accountability from both the group and the trainer or the coach is really important and a really cool yeah. aspect of that too. So, yeah, um, that's great, So then, so then you so um, so you go there, you get your butt kicked. Uh, <laughs> it's it yeah. sparks a competitive itch for you. Um, yeah. You train and become a uh, professional level at it, correct? So,
2: yeah. So then what ends up happening is I, I graduate college. I actually start my career in commercial real estate. Um, uh-huh. And just so happens uh, there was this little little gym uh, that was kind of kickboxing and jujitsu, uh, and it was in the same complex where my office was. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know, man, I guess I'll, you know, kind of keep learning, keep on with my boxing uh, training over there. And I would go over there on my lunch hour, and I would try to do things because I just wanted something fun and enter- and, and engaging to to keep me active. Yeah. Uh, And that's where, um, I was in there and, uh, and they offered some, and I'd never done kickboxing, but they had kickboxing classes. So I was just like, Oh, well, I just want to use the bags, you know, do my own thing. Kind of the the lone wolf thing. Right. And that's how the thing that I went into was, it wasn't like it was designed to have coaches walking around help you. Um, Mm So, I happened to be in there and I was training for uh, or just working out for about four or five months and, and somebody happens to approach me and say, hey, we're putting on this the show. Would you be interested in, in competing? And I was kind of like, yeah, um, sure. Why not? I'll give it a <laughs> shot. I'll, I'll say I did it one time and that way, you know, it's one of those things. And this was uh, 2002. So um, this is a little bit a while back. And uh, so I should have asked a few more questions before I agreed to do it. Um, this is, uh, again, before, the, you know, we have a really good uh, Georgia State Athletic Commission now that regulates all this. But um, I, I was doing it in the Wild West days where, you know, guys like Forrest Griffin, some of the original pioneers, Tony mm-hmm. Tucci, my partner now, uh, he, you know, the, we were just would show up to these places where they were putting on the fight and they would be like, all right, you're fighting this guy and you're fighting that guy. Uh, <laughs> so I ended up fighting. It was actually at the uh, Coca-Cola Roxy, which was in Buckhead. I believe it's now called the Buckhead Theater. Uh, okay. But it was in there and uh, it was, uh, it was luckily, well, this is where I should have asked more questions. Um, about, a, about three weeks out, they're like, oh, you know this is a kickboxing fight you're fighting, right? And I was like, uh, I have no idea. No. Uh, so I've never taken karate or martial arts or anything like that. So I was like, I better learn to throw a kick or two. <laughs> Cause that, I don't know anything about the rules. Uh, right. So I i quickly learned. Oh, you have to throw a minimum of eight kicks around. I learned two kicks because that's mm-hmm. all I had time to learn, <laughs> right I just did those over and over and over with, <laughs> along with the boxing that the little bit of boxing that I knew. Um, yeah. But luckily, I ended up winning my third round KO in that fight. Nice. And then I was like, okay, that was fun, and then immediately got offered another fight. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it again." Yeah. Um, and that was uh, this was at what, which is now Center Stage, what used to be called Earthlink Live, um, and it, it was kind of an addictive thing because it was one, it was very new, and so this was again UFC was still on the cusp, so people were kind of knew what it was, but it wasn't yeah. like mainstream, was it mainstream like it is what now. It is now. No, yeah. No. And. Uh, so I ended up winning that fight by first round KO. Then I got one more fight, won by KO. And I'm like, well, maybe I got a knack for this thing. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I ended up going to Virginia and fighting in a tournament for the, it was called the WKA, which is the World Kickboxing Association. And okay. I ended up winning the tournament, which, which essentially uh, made me, they, if you won the tournament, you were on what was called Team USA. So, yeah. um, and then you were there. there. So I was a light heavyweight champion of the WKA in 2003. Dang. Um and then just continue to fight and compete, uh, ended up with a nine and zero career. Uh, yep. but again, when I say career, it wasn't like I was making real money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like there was times I think I got paid $200 and I might've even gotten food vouchers as opposed to any money. Uh, in some of the places, <laughs> yeah. there was even times where, you know, because the, the it was so unregulated, I, I remember fighting twice and, uh, three times in the same night because oh the guy gosh. was like, well, if you fight again, I'll write you another $200 check and I'll write you. So, for me, I was yeah. like, I'm already here. This is like being Might in the gym well, for right? me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, All so while the,
1: selling commercial real estate.
2: Yes. In fact, my uh, my broker who was like my boss, I, I was asking him, I said, you know, how is this going to look if I, because I had, you know, look the professional part. I said, "You know, I'm dealing with business owners and CEOs. And uh, he's like, you know, we can make this into some marketing material. If you come in with black like, eyes, we'll yeah. just say you're fighting for your for your clients. <laughs> yeah. And I said, all right, that's good. We'll do it. <laughs> right. So, the good part. So, the interesting part of all that is uh, that, that gym that I was going to, they actually uh, were just kind of a small individual location, um, but they wanted to grow and they were kind of gaining yeah. some steam. So, that's actually how I got into the gym world is I ended up helping them as a real estate broker. But then okay. I ended up investing in it because they really didn't have the economics to do it, and so that, that house I bought, I was able to borrow money out of it, and uh, that's Heck how yeah, I started man. my first gym. Yeah. And uh, so, kind of was uh, interesting because it was like, man, I, I never thought that this is what I'd be doing, but it was a chance to sort of keep moving my my expertise uh, and my passions, and and they just kept kind of merging. And I didn't have this like grand plan of how it was going to end up. I just kept moving forward and. You know, things kept aligning, and I kept pushing, and you know, sort of. And then, and then there was this thing that kind of happened around two thousand five, six, and seven in the fitness world was the boutiques starting to pop up, the Crossfits, mm. and you know, mm-hmm. the, the things that uh, became like or, uh, Orange Theories and Cro- yeah, uh, I think I said Crossfits uh, Nine Rounds, a few, few other things that now are a little bit more mainstream and and real. Sure. But we were we were like the first group base that I can r- remember because I think. That was two thousand three, two thousand four, and if I'm correct, I think CrossFit really didn't even get off the ground until about two thousand six and seven, in terms yeah. of really starting to expand. So uh,
0: right. I'm sure it was out
2: there in other capacities, but
1: for know, sure, yeah, um, yeah, not uh, not quite what it is now, so, um, but right. yeah, for
2: sure, yeah. So That's you awesome. know, it was one of those people were like, you know, and so not only did we, we when we were starting gym, it, we, we had to, it was really all about education because nobody yeah. understood the concept of what I was talking. Like, wait a minute. Is it boxing? Is it kickboxing? Do I have to fight? Or what happens? And we were trying to explain that it's all about exercise. And in fact, every bit of marketing materials we created, our whole goal was just to show people that we actually only want people who just want to do it for fitness because the fighters, we, we kind of all gravitated towards it because there was only, that was our only option anyway. Right. But we, we knew right. if we really wanted a sustainable business, we were going to have to get the quote unquote mainstream market to, to see it as a viable option. Uh, and yeah. quite frankly, that was what I love doing. I love coaching and helping people. And I started realizing that, you know, there's a lot of people who don't know what to do health and fitness wise. And there's just, there wasn't a lot of options for them. And you know, other than going to a gym and hiring a personal trainer, which is fantastic, but yeah. for most people that can be a little bit boring and even that's intimidating.
1: Yeah, so. for sure. I totally agree. You know, I think, um, I think that sweet spot and and I I enjoy, I can see the value of one-on-one coaching 100% and, uh, and, and big, large classes too. You know, you really get going, but I think that sweet spots like three to five, three to eight, like small group, uh, like training style, because suffering enjoys company 100% and then like you get that competitive itch in there too. And, uh, um, I think one on one, especially prolonged one on one training, is um, it's great. I, it works for a lot of people. But for, if it was going to be for me, it'd be a little bit more like specialized, like a lot more goal oriented, like um, yeah. than um, what some of the group based fitness can be. Um, and they both have their pros and cons. So right, well, that's right. awesome. So then, is that what, uh, is that what Velocity was then?
2: So so then uh, that was what was called Velocity Kickboxing. Um, okay, and so and that was 2000- in O three, O three and O four and part of 05. Okay. Um, and so then that's when uh, I decided that you know the people I was partnered with at the time, I, 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 we, we had done really well but I realized that you know the where they were wanting to go where I wanted to go was very different and so I decided to move on and I ended up you know selling my portion out of that. Um, and then, actually, um, uh, my, my now co-founder and partner, Tony uh, Tucci, uh, had, had, was also one of my coaches at the time and, and had worked for me at, at those original clubs. He had left. Yeah. So, he, he reached out to me and said, hey, I'm thinking about doing something, uh, you know, uh, I'm working kind of as a trainer over here at uh, this place. At the time, it was called XPE, uh, Extreme mm-hmm. Performance Enhancement. And they had actually reached out to us because they had a lot of NFL players that they wanted to teach uh, boxing too. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know, they said, we need a couple guys who know how to teach boxing, uh, to work with these NFL guys, you know, a couple of days a week. Mm-hmm. So, we went over there and started helping them out, and we started working with some really high-profile clients. It was it was a lot of fun uh, because these mm-hmm. were elite athletes, but they also didn't under, didn't know how to do boxing. So, it was kind of fun <laughs> to take guys that were physically elite. They were big, strong, fast, but they didn't, you know, the coordination of boxing, it kind of put them all the way back at the beginning, which yeah, if I was taking a, a beginning person who just walked in off the street, and their goal was to lose 25 pounds, and I put them right next to this NFL player, and they're both learning they're both at the same exact point in terms of knowledge and ability for like a boxing yeah. or kickboxing class. So, it was really fun to see that and and you and it didn't matter where you were or who you were, uh you could easily go from, you know, starting point and, and and really progress up. But uh these these NFL guys loved it. It was, you know, because I mean they they're used to always doing a lot of weight training, a lot of a lot of sprints and explosive training. So this was so much fun for them. Yeah. And uh Couple of the big names we got to work with, like Heinz Ward, um, you know, when he was uh, in the heyday of the Steelers, and
0: um,
2: you know uh, Jamal Lewis, who was the NFL running back for the Baltimore Mm -hmm. Ravens, and he rushed for two thousand yards. And a few. Yeah, just a few. And and so the joke was, (laughs) hey, guys, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's the boxing that's doing this for you guys. (laughs) I'm not going to take credit or anything, but I'm just saying last year you didn't do this. This year you're having some pretty – in fact, Hines was a Super Bowl MVP the one year that uh, we were training him. So we were like, hey, look, I'm not saying I made you the MVP. I'm just saying – maybe he said it yeah <laughs> there's some variables that changed here but it was yeah. just kind of fun to work with those guys um mm-hmm. and uh we actually started realizing we actually had a couple uh NFL coaches call us and say I bet. We we're working with some wide receivers and some other DBs, and they realized these guys were using the boxing techniques to get off the line and to get away from yep. being you know tied up and jammed and it was the same hand fighting and parrying punches so yeah. they started sending receivers to us and DBs to Man, us. that's uh, super
1: smart, yeah.
2: Yeah, and so we were having a blast. And, and so that's when me and my partner decided, you know what, we're going to take this and leave that, that where we were. And we started, that's where X3 Sports came from. And, mm. you know, things like our fast track classes and our power track were things that we were already doing with the NFL players that were speed and agility-based and strength and mm-hmm. conditioning-based. But then mm-hmm. you add the boxing, the kickboxing, the jiu-jitsu, and all of a sudden you have this sort of – you know kind of a large variety of things and that way you can kind of pick and choose or you can start with something and if you get get yourself to a place where you're like okay I want to kind of change it up there's you know you never could you do that all under one roof you would have to get up and leave and go somewhere else right uh, and so that was kind of also the, the the thought behind x3 was how do we create sort of this you know, we're not everything to everybody, but we we were very inclusive and we had a lot of variety. So it didn't matter if you were a beginner. It didn't matter if your goal was to become, you know, an improved athlete or a fighter. Uh, more importantly, it was the person who wanted help with health and fitness. And and we loved and still do. The, the person who's just trying to lose weight is usually the best client for us because they're, they're open to learning so many new things and, you know, yeah. they, they adapt so quickly. And, and what you really teach them is you know, losing weight or being in shape is not just about learning techniques. It's about finding something that you will do consistently. And the yeah. result is your body will get stronger and healthier. That's, that's hopefully is not, it, it's a goal, but it's not the goal. And For uh, sure. we try well, to push that huge, through.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's huge. You know, I think, um, look, I mean, everybody likes to look better naked, right? Period. Right. Like, uh, <laughs> that, that, of course they do. But, um, yeah, you, you, it, it's, it's very short lived when you're, when that's your sole motivation. Right? right. Um, and it's, and it's very borderline, almost unhealthy. If that's your only motivation, you know, right. um, I think that, and, and I think that there's a true, or that's one of the, that's a big difference between like, and this is between like a gym and a training facility. Right. right. And, and that's, that's like sentence number one on your guys about us page is that you are, right. you, there, you, there's there's between a gym and a training facility and you're the latter. And I love that because it truly is a mindset shift at that point in terms of like, no, I'm not trying to like look better or, or or like, yes, you are, of course, but that's not your main goal. Your main goal is you're trying to improve yourself. Right. right? And uh, and through that improvement, the, the results, the vanity that you're looking for that'll come, but you're going to need so much more along the process. That is uh, so much more important. You know, you're going to build better habits. You're going to appreciate the process a lot more. You're going to, um, it's going to be a lot easier for you to kind of get out there in the cold, rainy days than it would be um, uh, otherwise. Right. So Absolutely. I think that's great. What um, you know, what, Is there anything else? So, so like, what, so what is some of the big differences that you guys try to differentiate yourselves between uh, being a training facility that's inclusive for the public? Right. And, and, right. and uh, very inviting and not just for gin pop or not just for um, you know, uh someone like me walking in but like you should have high Ward walk in and get, and be just yeah. as effective for him um what's some of the difference between a training facility like that versus just you're running the run of the mill gym
2: yeah you know i think the good thing is is the the fitness industry as a whole has gotten a lot better over the last you know 15 18 years since when i, I first agree. kind of began so i think that's good for for us as the the consumers and the people that are looking for more and In fact, I think what you've also seen is we have a more educated uh, client now, you know, Mm -hmm. people aren't looking at uh, the gym as sort of a, okay, I got to get a membership. And then I got to kind of go do this chore every single day, which is whatever, 30 minutes Mm -hmm. of cardio, 60 minutes of cardio, lift some weights, do this, do that. And, And quite frankly, for most people, that's and myself included that's boring <laughs> 100 <So, 100%>, yeah <laughs> so you know i think the shift is um you know f- you know fitness for a lot of people has to be more engaging it has to be a little bit into that entertainment line and you know yeah and you're seeing that with you know other things but at the end of the day also what else can you gain from that besides yes the byproduct is i want to lose body fat i want to increase strength and muscle uh, but how do i you know that that empowering mindset whether that's knowing how to that knowing that you can protect yourself you know to a degree you know um, yeah. a lot of people have never been in an altercation and you know we live in a, a, a ever-changing world and and, and we, we always teach people and, and try to especially my athletes and fighters in fact those are the most docile people outside yeah. of the training because I think when you understand that hey if you get into that situation you're, you, you learn how to be comfortable and, and relaxed and, and the mm-hmm. fear of the unknown is usually what makes it worse. So For sure. and, and it's the same with fitness. And so I think with us, we, we try to change the idea of, or we're not just a gym, a gym feels like just a place you go. Like we wanted to be more community oriented, more culture. Like you're part of this team and this team is committed to your goal, your success. And, you know, part of it is, you know, part of my background in sports, especially in wrestling, you know, while you're doing it you're you're most people most coaches in wrestling don't make any money and most coaches go and do it because they love to help and teach mm-hmm. um, and a lot of our coaches are the same way I you know the, the better part of it now is at least there's a way to let some of these good coaches make a good living because they have a wealth of knowledge yeah and we, we want to make sure we can spread that out but I, I think uh what, what I'm trying to say with that is you know I, I think being able to allow somebody to come in and know that they're there for more than just, you know, a workout. Like what, mm-hmm. what's really driving you? What is your why? Mm-hmm. What is, you know, yeah, I want to look better. Yeah, I want to be healthier. Yeah, I want to play with my kids. You know, there's, there's usually some deeper rooted emotions. And, you know, what we found, and I, and I mentioned this to you earlier before we got going here was, you know, I realized a long time ago for me, physical exercise was mental therapy. And uh, for a lot of people, they look at it as a physical chore and I think, no, in order for me to be a better uh, friend or a better uh, leader, or a better boss, a, a better anything, I have to be in a good mindset. And if I'm not doing something physical, even if it's 20 minutes of, you know, getting on an elliptical per day, I'm not putting myself in the best position to, to be that leader or be that successful Uh, person, whether it's a father, uh, a husband, uh, a brother, any of those things that you try to, you know, that so many people are are trying to do. And and so to me, it was just taking all that and saying, but now how do you make it simple enough to say, just get through the front door? Don't worry about what the workout's going to be or what it's going to look like, or that you have to figure it out or that you have to push yourself. Like if you can come through that front door, we'll take care of the rest. Yep. And because that's what I need sometimes, right? I, I just yeah. want to show up and just tell me what to do because I don't want to think anymore. <laughs> For sure. Dude, that's
1: that's a whole part of like – that's another great benefit of having a coach, man, is yes. like uh, – it's is spot on. Like the world constantly pulls at your mental capacity, your decision-making uh, capacities, your uh, thought process, your willpower, and to be able to have, walk into an environment where you know you have solid coaches – Uh, people who care about your, your true intrinsic goals, not just you want to look better and are able to take that, take that decision-making away from it. And like, and just say, Hey, let's get to work. Let's have some fun. Let's get after it.
2: That's huge, man. It's huge. And you know, another thing on that is that when, then when you start to be not only around the coaches that are doing that, but then you're training with other people that also are on those journeys, they can look at you and see where you're at. And some of them will take inspiration and some yeah. of them will actually try to help and motivate because they see you struggling and you know that's where that community takes on its life of itself you know that we we use uh, we call it team x3 and we tell all of our members you're team x3 x3 is just yeah. a letter and a number but what it really is is the people behind it the the, the people that have those successes and 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 it's become the thing for them it's not anything <laughs> I always tell people yeah. it has nothing to do with me anymore it's its everything to do with uh, you know the thousands of members and and uh, almost 100 uh, teammates that we have staff members we have and yeah. so it's kind of fun to watch it take its own direction and, and, and realize that there's a lot of people out there that want to help and there's a lot of people who need help and if you mm-hmm. just can create the right you know a positive environment for that to to nurture uh it's amazing what comes from that and you know yeah leads us to some cool oh things God.
1: yeah man and and i want to go back really quick on something and, and it's kind of a pervasive theme throughout everything that you're saying but you you brought up the idea of being community oriented and i think that's huge for any small or mid-sized business like i mean that's your life or that's your like a uh, lifeline your blood that's uh, creates the opportunities for you to be able to help as many people as you can. Um, and one of the things that, that you kind of talked about before we got going here that I think is so important and so awesome is um, of course you guys are um, a uh, for-profit business. Like uh, you mm-hmm. have to make money to be able to help more people period. Right. That is, that is, that's, that's just the nature of it. If, if we could, support our own families and our own lives and, and everything we wanted to do and grow a business without making any money at all that everyone would do it right but yeah. you can't, you can't. Yeah. so um but then also you take you have this a nonprofit that you like to work or that that you have and are you the founder of this, this non-profit yeah. as well yeah okay, we actually so, started our own uh-huh yeah so the x3 foundation yeah what is that about and then what is and, and why do you think that's so important for you
2: yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you, you hit it spot on. In fact, I tell my team all the time if, if the landlords didn't require rent and Georgia Power didn't want their money for electricity, I'd do this shit for free. Oh, sorry, Chuck. I'd do this stuff for free. <laughs> hey, man. I think every single episode has
1: an E beside it before uh, our podcast. So, you're fine. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, I love it. You know, and, and so that kind of parlayed into the foundation because, um, as I told you, when I was working with a lot of the NFL guys, you know, there was this, they would come back and of course they're seasonal, right? So they're only going to be here a couple months of the year and then they're off to training camp or the cities they play for. And what I started getting from those guys is when they come back, you know, it wasn't something that I, you know, like I had to figure out how do they contribute to paying the bills. You know, some of them, some of the elite athletes, have, there's an ego, right? Oh, you can tell people you train me, and I'm like, well, that's yeah. good and great, except for the landlord doesn't gonna accept that. As they don't payment. care that, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, I appreciate that. However, that's not what I need. Mean. Mm-hmm. So, but what I realized with those guys. Um, you know, and we used to we used, we have youth programs at our clubs now, mostly out of necessity from a lot of our members saying, "I want to bring my kids." And and we didn't start out with the intent of having youth programs. It's just a thing we started doing because the demand of people asking for it, and yeah, we're like, "Well, let's let's just do it. Let's help out." You know, I love working with the kids. And so what we started to realize is, well, some of these NFL guys, um, they wanted to help too. But then you know you start looking at the business logistics of it and you start realizing okay well if I hand you money they have to account for it and and then I started realizing there was our members who wanted to help and so I wanted to put the framework to really do more for the community and and part of that you know me growing as a a leader was hey I can you know accept some money here and there and then spend it on this but there's a a better way to do it and so we started our, our own nonprofit, a 501c3. Uh, called the X3 Foundation and what I found is my pro athletes if I told them to pay $2000 for the training they'd kind of look at me like ah come on man you can't help me up." if I said sponsor five kids oh they'll write a check like no problem you know for it, sure. it, it, it yeah. can be more money than what I'm asking for so what yeah. I realized is more people would and, and myself uh, we we love to take care of those kids and so the cost is going to be the cost and so that was the genesis of me putting that around it it was it was sort of a byproduct of we were going to help these kids regardless. We were going to go and try to, to, to deliver something to people that wouldn't have had access to X3 sports. Like mm-hmm. I think about myself uh, as somebody with a big family, my parents, if it wasn't free and through the school, there was no way I was going to have an opportunity to do it, you know? Right. And right. so the foundation was sort of that, I, I guess I thought of me as a, as, a, as a boy who would have loved to do something like this, but wouldn't have been able to. And I think how many kids are out there like that? So we started bringing yeah. after-school programming to. Uh, we work with a couple of Atlanta public schools and uh, John mm-hmm. Lewis and Victus Academy over on the west side. Yeah, we actually built a mini X3 inside of there and, and worked oh, with them. Cool. Yeah, um, and 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 a lot of these kids, you know, especially the, the schools we pick are the ones that uh, just honestly, you know, nobody's looking to go in there and spend their money because they don't. There's nothing. There's nothing to gain. And I'm like, you know what? Those are the ones I need the most. Those are the kids who need yeah. more than anybody. And, um, you know, last year when um, there was a a situation at the John Lewis School that we were at where they didn't, APS sometimes has uh, money that they're able to pay to their external vendors. And Mm. unfortunately, I guess whatever happened with that funding, it, it fell through and every after school vendor pulled out. Every mm-hmm. last one of them, except for us. I was like, well, we were gonna do that. I didn't even know you were gonna pay us to, to do some of this <laughs> or support us. I was like, we're, yeah. we're set to go. So, uh, you know, it's, it's something that's built into our DNA. And mm-hmm. I will tell you, uh, the coaches, I do it personally. Like, I don't teach any more classes except for those yeah. classes. I personally yeah. love helping those. And I have to literally ration out because my staff are all volunteering. They'll mm-hmm. come do it. We do a uh, summer camp every year. But, you know, ultimately, it's it's kind of back to that core of who we are. You know, we, mm-hmm. the more we grow, the more we do, the more we build, the more we look and say, now there's a whole nother group that regardless of The economics we're still going to go out and support and so that's why it became really a a piece of who we are and just a complete different side and uh, I'm really proud of it because again we've helped a a few hundred kids now over the past you know six seven years and uh, you know the Atlanta Business Chronicles recognized us last year as a as a a winner of a corporate citizenship award Mm -hmm. Um, so we were really grateful that you know the community was taking notice of that so yeah and, you know, like I said, if if, if if it didn't cost money to do anything, I'd still do this. So, yeah, <laughs> I, that's I know awesome, I'm in man. the right place and I know I'm doing the right thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, congrats on that. Be able to help out a couple hundred kids at that point. And, and uh, you're doing something right when you get the recognition. I know that's not why you do it. And um, just, just to be able to take, like you said, like, you know, I grew up um, – you know classic midwestern family you know like yeah. the the whole emphasis on being able to do have some like high performance training like that just isn't quite there you know yeah. um but uh to be able to take some kids and, and introduce them to those to those uh training philosophies could change change a kid's course of life you know so yeah, um i think that's huge so um mike man i really appreciate your time on this podcast here you're doing some incredible things for not just marietta where you started but all across atlanta now i mean you're in uh all the way from Marietta, all the way, not just Atlanta, but Georgia, you're all the way over in uh, Athens now too. Athens so, now, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, huge congrats on everything you're doing. There's a reason why you're growing. I love that. I love that you had the mindset of the more you help, the more you grow, the more you can help. Um, so if anybody wanted to get in contact, learn more about your Muay Thai classes, your beginner boxer classes, your hit style fitness classes, your strength training classes, um, or just more about X3, what'd be a great, who, yeah. what's a great way for them to get in contact with you or X3 in general?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, the best starting point is, uh, our website at x3sports.com. Um, and that can kind of just give you the, the gist of everything that we do. Um, if you're interested in checking out a class, there's, you know, like you said, we have five locations, uh, Marietta where we started, uh, we've got uh, a North Marietta location that's kind of between East Cobb and Kennesaw. Um, we've got Inman Park. We got West Midtown over off of Howell Mill and Huff Road area, and then our newest location in Athens. Uh, so we're, we're, you know, we're spreading out and, uh, you know, there's still areas of the city that we would love to get to and, and, and support. And Our best yeah. compliment is I have members that have moved away and called me from other cities and states asking, what is it going to take to open an X3 there for them? Because they've never <laughs> seen or found anything to replace it quite yeah. like it. So it's, it's a great compliment. Uh, but yeah, yeah, go to the website. You can, you can learn more about what we do. If, if there's any way we can help someone, we're, you know, we offer, come in, check it out. Uh, I always tell people, you know, it doesn't, you know, the price is irrelevant. If, if we can't help you, don't worry about it. It ain't gonna cost you anything. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, we, we re- it's really the goals and, and the successes uh, that's the most important thing. And we want to help people invest in themselves physically mentally emotionally and and we try to keep our pricing so affordable that you know what if it's something you want to do we'll find a way to make it happen
1: i love it man i love it mike i really appreciate your time this evening um i'm sure i'm sure there's a a potential for us to get back on the podcast you get your wealth of knowledge you and your team and uh again really appreciate your time and, and best of luck with your future endeavors
2: absolutely thank you guys so much
0: hey thanks so much for listening to the podcast today If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.